0: next yeah who's
1: next who ride a
0: greenhound on my song standing like around just to sing one song welcome to the we club this is a show dedicated to helping singers like you songwriters like you and indie artists also like you, create leverage in the music business. You're going to need leverage. You're going to have to get that audience first. You're going to have to write that hit song first. You're going to have to write a bunch of them to prove to people that you know what you're doing and that you're a pro. And that's what we're here for. We want you to win. That's why we called it The Climb. This podcast is called The Climb. C-L-I-M-B. Creating leverage in the music business. Unbelievable. Uh My co-host, Mr. Brent Baxter, Mr. Wordsmith, Mr. Mr. Word Boy, he's the one that came up with that. (laughs) And uh, he's also an award-winning hit songwriter, which is no joke, with cuts by Alan Jackson, Randy Travis, Lady Antebellum, Joe Nichols, and more. And Brent helps songwriters turn pro by teaching the art, the craft, and the business of songwriting. And you can find Brent at songwritingpro.com. Once again, that's songwritingpro.com.
1: Hey, and I would like to introduce – I can't talk. Introduce y'all to my co-host, Johnny Dwinell. Johnny owns Daredevil production. It's an innovative artist development company. They help you find your sound, and they help you find your audience, and hopefully he can help me find my voice. Not only do they develop and improve your artistry, they also grow and monetize your fan base, creating cash flow. Daredevil has worked with multi-platinum artists like Colin Ray, Tracy Lawrence, Ty Herndon, and Andy Griggs, just to name a few. You can find Johnny at DaredevilProduction.com. That's production, singular, no S, because there is only one Johnny D.
0: <laughs> so you do words good, but you can't talk now. I can't
1: talk. I'm a <laughs> lyricist. This is the only time you... People let me out of my cage. <laughs> you got Elmer Fudd here.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: I'm a lyricist. I do words good. I do words good. I'm a
0: lyricist. Yana, what had happened
1: was yeah, I was talking me.
0: instead of writing.
1: <laughs> I know, exactly. That's I'm much better when I can think really long and hard about what I want to say. Oh, my but, gosh. Well, we're going to learn. What are we going to learn today,
0: Brent? you your job, man. You're other,
1: than, other than the fact that my mouth has stopped working. Yes. Well, today, we're going to talk about uh, – we're going to ask you a very important question. It's a question that I really should have been asking myself a lot earlier in my career. I think this has cost me cuts. I think not answering this question the right way has cost me a lot of royalty money. I think it put me behind – And the question is, what is your end point? So at different times in my songwriting history. and Wait a second. Wait, wait, wait. Before we get to the, what is your end point? Mm -hmm. I think we should read a review. Why not? A little cliffhanger. A little cliffhanger. A little cliffhanger. That's
0: right. So uh, this is a, guess what? Five star review. Mm, Another five star. I love those. This is by Kermit the Pod. Hi-ho. The name is Try a Pod of This Sweet Stuff. Okay, so I'm going to read this carefully because this is creative. Um, The candy (laughs) is dandy, but the liquor is quicker. Wonka, 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 wonka. You need to be eating it up like Pac-Man. Johnny and Brent, I'm sorry, Johnny, Brent and the Climb will give you the sweet stuff you want and then mix you the concoction that you actually need for music business success. It's the golden ticket. Thanks for letting me put that candy bar on my tab, guys. Shane.
1: Thank, Thank you, Shane. Insane. Yeah, man. That's killer. That's 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 about as creative as it gets right there. That is, you know, <laughs> that's pretty whacked out, and you still read it better than the intro I read every week. <laughs> I was struggling. <laughs> you, you still got all the Wonkas in there? You got the right number of Wonkas? I'm reading along. I'm counting the Wonka, Wonka, Wonka. wonka. <laughs> He's you like, did he it did right. all four. <laughs> all the Pac-Man, you even said concoction? Yeah. <laughs> And Listen, I I get emails from this guy. It's not easy to read this stuff. <laughs> he's
0: well, he, he's unpredictable. I'll tell you that. He's right unpredictable.
1: Now. he keeps it interesting. Like where I is he going? Yeah. So I like she, that. I'm interested. <laughs> thank you for keeping it interesting. Thank you for keeping it five stars.
0: And thanks so, for the review, man. It means the world to us when you guys put the put those reviews reviews up there. So so we appreciate that.
1: And that's and that's cool seeing you know reviews on there from people that we've worked with and, and people have commented on blogs and been in the Facebook groups and that kind of stuff and so it's cool oh. to see a familiar face or a familiar name and you know so that's just cool thanks
0: speaking appreciate. of that speaking of that um, uh, as Brent mentioned in the last episode we have far more listeners on this podcast than we have people in the climb community we want to uh, invite you to come to the climb community just go and request to be put in we'll, either Brent or I will bring you in uh, it's Facebook forward slash the climb community uh, I think community. so, but I wouldn't
1: swear to it. If you Google or if you look in Facebook for "climb community," you'll yeah, find it.
0: You'll find it. And uh, hey, there's a whole big community. People are putting up marketing questions. People are testifying yeah. about hey, stuff they tried and how it worked. And uh, it's uh, it's 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 super cool, man. And we'll you know if you got questions, we'll we'll get to them. We'll answer
1: them at some point. So come on in and join the community. And it's and the other thing is we don't spam. We jam. That's right. It is not. You know, if you've been in some Facebook communities and we've talked about this on Stop Killing Facebook, you know, most, so most, uh, most
0: popular episode ever. Of there the it goes.
1: <laughs> yeah, the have stop Running Facebook episode is it's not a place where people just come and, and vomit up their their videos and their all their own stuff. It's not a place where they do that because we know that's annoying because it's annoying to us. And it's probably annoying to you, too. We don't do that here because. Well, the people listen to the podcast, and we would totally get on to them for that. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> You'll be escorted so, to the door. <laughs> exactly. Yep. So, uh So, so again, this cliffhanger.
0: Yes. What is so, your end point? You've lost money on this. You've lost royalties. You've lost writing. You've lost cuts. You've, you've lost a lot hair. of stuff on this, and you got me curious.
1: Yes. So, at, at different times in my songwriting history, and yeah, I guess I've been doing this long enough to actually have it be a history <laughs> i've had various input endpoints so what is an endpoint uh, an endpoint is a basic basic target that your efforts try to hit that's where you focus your effort and where most of your effort ends it's the horizon that you don't usually look past like what is your eye on the prize what is that prize what are you looking at so when i first started out back in arkansas my endpoint was a finished song and a work tape right That was my, that's my, I can't really see too much past that. Vaguely, I want cuts and hits and stuff. But really, I'm just working toward that next song and work tape. It felt great. And I had a sense of accomplishment. And I had something to listen to when I was driving around. It was really cool. So, I mean, I dreamed of hearing one of those songs on the radio. But pretty much my efforts ended at song and work tape. You know, that's pretty much all I did was a, that's kind of all I did about that dream was song, work tape, song, work tape, song, work tape. That was kind of my end point then. So years later, even though my dream was cuts and hits, my effective end point, song, work tape. Years later, after I had moved to Nashville, loaded up my gr- white Grand Pontiac Grand Prix, roll over here, my end point was to impress a publisher so they'd start pitching my songs. Mm. Sure. Again, still dreaming of getting songs on the radio, but on a day-to-day basis, I really didn't work at anything beyond landing a good publisher relationship. So I was writing songs, hoping a publisher would like them, trying to get publisher meetings, trying to you know go out to writer's nights and write with other people who might like, have publishers and that kind of thing. And later still, eventually I had a publishing deal. And my endpoint was often getting my publisher to demo my songs so they could pitch them. So I'd even had a hit on the radio by this time, but I couldn't really see beyond the demo on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. Like let's write something great. It's great. Are they gonna demo it? They demoed it. On to the next thing. You know, that's kind of mm-hmm. where my F ended. And so, you know, a few years later, and the endpoint is getting cuts and singles. So the conversation and work center, you know, maybe there's a lot of artist co-writes and the conversation and work centers on getting songs on their records and on the radio. Now demos, if they're discussed at all, are really just recorded to pitch to the artist's label or to the producer for their own record. You know, if it doesn't make the record, then we'll pitch it around, but that's pretty much like plan B. And so you can see on that progression, you know, my, in, my end point was kind of that next step up the ladder. So I worked for years to get to the point where it's realistic to talk about cuts and singles but I, I wonder like how much further I would be in my career if like hits had always been the end point mm-hmm. like instead of just aiming at writing songs, what if the endpoint had been writing songs that an artist would want to sing, not just what I wanted to say my end is not just, oh you know, write a song get a work tape. It was like, you know what? I want to write a song that an artist would want to sing and play out.
0: Especially since you're you're the kind
1: of songwriter that isn't also an artist. Right, because I'm pure songwriter. I'm not going up and playing my own stuff out. Exactly, (laughs) because you've heard how I'm like on the microphone. (laughs) I've proven that. Complete catastrophe. (laughs) (laughs) Boy, you have a tongue for lyricist. Uh, Yes, you have a voice for lyricist. So, you know, it, it's your mindset. It's it's where you're, most of your efforts kind of end, and you kind of let your foot off the gas. Mm-hmm. It's the end point. So yeah, I'd let my foot off the gas at write a song, get a work tape. Later on, it's get some publisher meetings, get a publisher interested. Later on, it's good, they demoed it, let my foot off the gas, and then you know, focus on doing other songs to do the same. And the people that are killing it, and on the radio, the Luke Lairds, the you know all these guys, they're not and girls, they're not. Their endpoint is not. Oh, I just want to get a demo, Mm-mm. like I want something that my plugger's is going to like that demo. Oh, the demo sounds great. Okay, moving on to the next. No, it's I'm going to get a song on the freaking radio, get I'm a gonna... number one with Luke Bryan, <laughs> right? <laughs> or Blake Shelton. <laughs> exactly. I heard the story. It was um, it was probably on another podcast because I'm a podcast junkie. Um. I think it was the Songcraft podcast, possibly. Ooh. And it was with Desmond Child. Ah. Oh. Legendary dude. You're gonna send me it. the
0: link to that, dude. I love Desmond okay. Child. Okay.
1: Yeah. It's great interview. He's just Hall of Fame songwriter written I
0: was made for loving you, baby. You were made for loving me. <laughs> I mean
1: Living yes. On a Prayer. Yeah. Living on a prayer. Uh, walk this... La Vida oh, Loco. On, he was on La Vida Loca. yeah. Mm-hmm. So just tons of hit after hit after hit. Anyway, so they're interviewing him. And he was talking about Diane Warren, and he was telling the story about her, and she's, you know, my heart will go on, and just a bazillion, like, power back
0: thing, yeah. Yeah, just Alone unbelievable. from heart. Of fame,
1: well. Uh. And and he was saying, um, I didn't plan on talking about this, so hopefully I get this right. But, like, you yeah, know, he, I think... He had written a song for, you know, some project. It was like a a share project. And yeah, the for like a movie, I think. And so he he wrote this song and he he pitched it to them and they they didn't hear it for her. They passed and he just like, okay, on to the next. Diane Warren wrote one and they passed, and she's like, "Uh, no, you don't. And she walked around with that C D probably or whatever it was at the time, whatever medium at the time. Had it on her, like, keeping it in the car. Like, I'm going to find a way to get this another way around. Because my end point is get the cut. Get on the project, not pitch. On that same specific movie? The same movie, same project. Okay. You know, they had each written their own songs, so this is not the same song. Right. But he pitched. They said no. He moved on. She pitched. They said no. She's like, "Uh uh-uh. So she was out, like, at a boutique or someplace, clothing store, and saw one of – shares associates they're shopping Mm. and had like this jacket and they're like oh it's expensive whatever they're gonna put it back she's like oh you like that jacket yeah I'll, i'll i'll buy it for you let me get that for you and it was like a couple thousand dollar jacket or whatever and and uh you know Diane Warren. He said is notoriously like stingy. She doesn't just spend money on stuff. Right. But she bought this, you know, thousand dollar jacket or something for this lady, and she's like, "Oh my gosh, this is so thank you so much." She's like, "You're welcome." Is there anything I can do for you? Yes. Here's my song. <laughs> you have to get share in your car, and you have to play this for her. She's like, "You just bought me a thousand dollar jacket." Okay. Exactly. I can do that. Yeah. I can do that. Well, you know what? She got Cher in the car. Like, you like this jacket? Now you got to listen to the song, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Played it for Cher loved it. The producer didn't like it, but Cher's like, I love this. And it got on the project. full rank. Full <laughs> rank. I love that story. <laughs> yeah. It's like, that's freaking hustle. Yeah, man. That is, I'm not taking no. I believe in this. My end point is to get on the project, not just to write a song that I think is good for the project. It's a different mindset. Yeah, And so I'm thinking, you know, sure, I, like I said, I worked for years to get to that point, but where would my career be? Like instead of aiming at writing songs, what if the end point of been writing songs that an artist would want to sing? What if I had that in mind? Like I just don't want to write a good song. I want to write a song that an artist wants to stand up in front of thousands of people and sing. What if instead of a, kind of effectively washing my hands and walking away when a song got demoed, what if I kept going, getting my demos in the hands of decision makers myself? No, my end not getting demos. My endpoint is even just one step forward. Like, I'm going to get that in someone's hands myself. That's my endpoint, mm-hmm. which is still not the ultimate endpoint, but it's another step. What if I've been pushing that just one more step along? Can I interject for a second?
0: Yes. So, part of what you're talking about is an exercise in stepping outside of your comfort zone. It's easy just to write songs for yourself, right? And maybe that's all you want to do, and God bless, that's fine. But if you want to be a pro, then you're going to have to uh, get the demo done. You're going to have to get that demo in somebody's hands. You're going to have to get a cut. And if you're going to be, honestly, be a pro songwriter and make a living in it, you're going to need to get a single, right, that that, mm. that does well. So that yeah. has to be the end point. And you have to think like that, and you can't...
2: Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds.
0: Let self doubt uh, tell you that that's not you know, or or modesty, or uh, you know, aw shucks. like mm-hmm. get in your way of understanding that that's what has to be done. And you you have to be aware that you're unaware on how to do it. So, which means if you're unaware on how to do it, every time you learn something new, it's never the most comfortable thing in the world we all feel like idiots when we, when we learn something brand new until right. we learn to be better at it right I mean mm-hmm. when, I, when I was an artist I told this story uh, um, I think in a, a few podcasts ago but we, we, we did that one gig man that one gig at T.A. Vern's in Milwaukee that we played we just happened to open up for Hurricane Alice just happened to be one of the biggest bands in the Twin Cities area one of two of the biggest bands in the Twin Cities area and all that work that we had done led to that one moment and we got the gig right to open up for them which was like this really 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 big deal and then once it dawned on me like wow there's much more that i need to put into my awareness than i have right now the mm-hmm. first thing i did to to change my end point right mm-hmm was call the, the, the booking agency that we had started a relationship with at this point, who freaking loved us, right? Because they were putting us mm-hmm. in front of their number one act and say, who's your best band on tour right now? And because Hurricane also was like this local thing, and they did like a show once every three weeks. They went out and toured a little bit, but they weren't like just regularly out there, you know? Mm-hmm. And, but they're like, oh, that's, that's easy. That's Mannequin. And so, I'm like, well, I want to go see them. And they're like, well, they're going to be in Milwaukee, actually, in two weeks. I'm like, great. Okay, now I'm not 21. So, what happens now? Right? (laughs) But there's the end point. Like, I got to see what my competition is. I got to see how I'm going to do this. Like, what do I got to, what do we got to sound like? I knew that we were just going to be our, we were good and that we were, obviously turning heads but i knew that that wasn't good enough right like i'm like Mm -hmm. where do we got to go so they're like oh don't worry talk to marco tool he's the manager he's gonna put you on the list we're gonna make sure you get in there and see this thing i was like okay i mean they were loving that i was having this conversation with them right Mm -hmm. but i went and did it and dude jaw on the floor the whole night i'm like oh man like we're good but we got a long way to go we got a lot of work to do you know (laughs) and then that endpoint changed Right, mm-hmm. the horizon got farther down, and mm-hmm. and there was more work to be done, and we got there. But it was, But it was only because I saw that.
1: Yeah, your in your endpoint could have been great. We opened up for the best band in the area. Yeah, now I'm going to go back cool. and tell my friends about it. Mm-hmm. Exactly, <laughs> and that and you, and that's where you would have topped out. Yeah, but you didn't. You said next, and you moved it, and yeah. that expanded your thinking. And pushed you to, you know, further up the climb than you would have been otherwise. Exactly. That's cool. Yeah. And, you know, and I wonder, like, instead of, like I was talking, kind of walking you down the the line. So instead of just walking away when my song got demo, what if I worked to get my demos in the hands of decision makers? What if, and then what if instead of just playing a demo for an A&R rep, because sometimes I was like, okay, I'm starting to do some pitching and that's kind of the furthest I'd kinda of gone along that route. Uh, yeah, I play these songs for some A and R people and it feels good. But what instead of kinda of letting off the gas in it, what if I kept working to get the song into the hands of the people who really made the final decision? Not like an AR person, but like the A and R person or the producer or the artist. Mm-hmm. You know, but I'd let off the gas. You know, I kinda of get comfortable doing that, step out, do that, then do that a little too long and not get to the next level you know instead of just being happy to write with a baby artist what if i really focused on like i'm not just happy to be in the room and writing a cool best song we can that day or whatever what if i'm really focused on let's get the deal getter for that artist or if they're on a label i'm gonna write their next single and really having that mindset of let's let's write something really cool which is important but really going and going what's my endpoint? get this song on the radio and we talk about that but in my mind i know there's something a little different that i wasn't that wasn't really the thing so you know and most of the endpoints i've ever set have haven't been set consciously they were just set at the next song or the next step in my career like it i didn't talk about going okay this is you weren't intentional about it It wasn't intentional right and and that's and that's what i want to challenge you guys to think about because these steps you know to write to publisher to demo to anr to artist whatever these are good steps and if you want to be a pro songwriter these are all necessary steps but they're each just steps in a staircase so if those steps are your focus where your attention and where your energy is focused you might miss an elevator with its doors wide open <laughs> you know what if i'm so busy yeah, right around so the I corner
2: Yeah, I'm just
1: I'm so busy trying to write songs that a publisher might like that I don't really pay attention to. Wow, I'm surrounded with all these people that may get record deals. You know, all these artists. Or wow, you know, what's keeping me from calling up a record label and an A and R person or seeing somebody else out or you know, instead of just being what if there's you know, shoots and ladders, there's a ladder here (laughs) or there's an elevator, and I miss it because I'm focused on the next. Just the next right there step, and and listen. Depending on where you are in your in your writing in your craft, I'm not saying everyone all of a sudden you need to be like, yes, I'm not. I'm going to take this song, this third song I've ever written. I'm not going to stop until I get it in Garth Brooks' hands.
0: Until I buy a thousand dollar
1: jacket. <laughs> I'm right. I'm He's <laughs> on phone. Find him in a boot store. I'm gonna <laughs> buy him boots. I'm not saying that because if it's the third song you've written. You need to be worried about that next song, building your craft. Mm-hmm. You know that's all right. So different places, I'm not saying you all need to be with the same endpoint, but I wish I just I'm challenging you to take it up a click. To another rung on that ladder. Where are you now? where Where is your focus now? What's that next step after that? Try to make that your endpoint because mm-hmm. it's gonna move you along further and faster. And so, because I wonder how many elevators I missed, or how many, how many rungs I could have moved up faster if I'd been focused on it. So I, I want to encourage you to take a look at your goals, take an honest assessment of where your attention and energy really is focused and really where you let off the gas. have you said your endpoint where only a mile marker should be? Because mile markers are great. They mark progress and they keep you motivated, but a mile marker is not an endpoint. You know, so you know, I think maybe your end point is writing good songs. Right now, or maybe your endpoint is writing great songs, but if you're ready to start writing cuttable songs, like songs that are that fans want to hear, and artists want to sing, and radio want to play, have a cool opportunity for you. you want, oh, ah, how's that? Love it. Let's do another review. No, <laughs> let's go ahead and tell you about this one. So in. This is called the C4 Experience or C4X. It's a series of workshops I'm going to be hosting every Tuesday night in August. And this is August 2017 if you're listening in the future. Um, So what does C4 stand for? It stands for Creative Commercial Coaching Community. So the C4 Experience is about uh, celebrating your creative spirit and sharpening your commercial songwriting guided by expert coaching and encouraged by a supportive community. And so what we'll do, it's, it's a, it's a very small group. It's only going to be 10 of us. Well, 10 plus me. So 11 of us total me for five weeks, same 11 of us for five weeks we're gonna get to know each other, we'll get a free copy of my workbook cuttable, which is, you know, $35, uh, ebook that you can get on my store. You get that for free and then we're going to spend about 10 hours together over the course of August. And so it's, you know, it's a good long time we're going we to get to know each other and really work on sharpening your commercial songwriting chops. If you want to find out more about the C4 experience, you can go to giftfrombrent.com and what you're going to find there is my free ebook, Think Like a Songwriting Pro, or Think Like a Pro Songwriter. You can download it. It's a good read, full of helpful information. And what that also does, it gets you on the Songwriting Pro Insider's email list, and therefore, you can you obviously not some information be blogging about this and just letting you know what the opportunity is, how you can sign up. Uh, you want to get on it because there are only 10 people there and be joining me, and I won't be doing this again for probably another six months. So, the window is going to close for a while because uh, these take a lot of time, so I don't do them too awful often. Uh, but it's a C4 experience, so even if you're listening, you know, two years from now or whatever. Still go to GetFromBrint.com, get on that email list because I plan on doing these maybe once or twice a year. So there'll be another one coming up and you can you can check it out.
0: Man, great place to find out where the bodies are buried in the songwriting process, right? Mm-hmm. Like get mm-hmm. in there and, and 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 have that kind of proximity to uh, a pro. I mean yeah. what <laughs> What, what more could you possibly want? <laughs> you
1: I mean, other than and, a cut, you know. <laughs> well, there you go. and and we're going to try and help you get there. We're going to help you, try and, you know, get you where you're writing stuff that's cuttable, and that's that's the whole goal of it. Is if your endpoint has been like, I just want to write great songs, or I just want to write the next song, we're going to try and help you move that over to like, okay, now I'm writing songs that are really cuttable, really commercial, really can end up on somebody's record. So that's that's why I talked about this tonight. Is to we're going to try and nudge that endpoint over to yeah you know, more commercial relevance, give you some tools to do that,
0: man, that is cool. I like that. This is a good conversation, dude. I love the endpoint thing because you know what if you're not it, it, two dudes this is a fact. two dudes sat on the side of the Hudson River and thought we should build a bridge from here over to the Bronx. <laughs> I think it's the Bronx. <laughs> And because uh, that would make life a lot easier in New York, you know. And they're like, yeah. And so they thought about it. Right? Thoughts are things. That's that's the first. Um, that's the first, not paragraph, but the first chapter in uh, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. Okay. Mm-hmm. Thoughts are things. The things that you think our reality. And these two guys thought, I'm going to we should build a bridge from New York Island over to the Bronx. And they ended up doing it and it was the first bridge ever that was so long that they had to mathematically account for the curvature of the earth. Wow, to make the ends meet, okay? But that bridge changed lives in New York, but it didn't happen until those two guys decided that they needed to do that and became aware and, and did they know at the time that they're going to have to account for the curvature of the earth when they were on the side of the river? No, <laughs> but they did. They figured that out along the way, you know, so it really is about moving that end point down and saying, like, what do you really want to do? And then go for it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Right. Go for it. Like, like Rocky. do it. Hey yo, that's right. All right, guys. Well, listen. That brings us to the end of another killer episode of the climb. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for leaving your comments um, and your ratings and reviews on iTunes and Stitcher. We keep reading them on the show. We're, we're backlogged now, but we're going to get to every single one of them, I promise, because we're grateful. And, um, hey, if you haven't already done it, join the Climb community on Facebook. Just search for search on Facebook for the Climb community, and you will find us. Ask to join. I promise we're going to let you in. And if you don't like like a jerk, we won't ask you to leave. It's that exactly. simple.
1: <laughs> and it hey, like, y- and you know what? Also, this is episode 75, three quarters of the way to 100, right? We're seven, right. This is 75, right? That's right. Man, we've been doing this a minute. We have been. Thank you guys for listening so we can keep on doing these. Hey, and
0: 75 have, is uh, significant for you in, in just another
1: side note. Yeah, it's my old jersey number. That's right. Football. So We're getting closer to, to
0: football season, too.
1: We're uh, oh, we getting close. Packers. If you listen to my episode two weeks ago on Luke Bryan's Fast, you know, Go Pioneers. That's right. 75. <laughs> That's right. Nice. I love football, but I never play the game because people get hurt. <laughs>
0: well,
1: and and I got some scars I may need to prove.
0: <laughs> All right, guys. Well, listen, man. Stay out there. We, we hope these are helping you out. We wanted to see you win. You're going to need some leverage, so keep on climbing.
1: And we'll see you at the top.